Hi, I'm Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that talks about well living with an alcoholic or an addict, and the struggles you encounter, and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories, and the things I've learned along the way, and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. I want to start off the podcast again by saying thank you to all of you who have reached out to me. It's truly an inspiration. It keeps me going, and I appreciate it. So many of you come to this podcast, and you're living with active alcoholism and addiction. So many of you come to me with your stories, your struggles, and it's amazing to hear you guys want to change yourself and want to get better for yourself that this podcast is your first stepping stone into getting better and helping yourself i can't feel more grateful to be part of your journey that is an amazing blessing so thank you for letting me be part of your journey I started this journey in Al-Anon in recovery for myself four years ago. Four years ago, I admitted alcoholism was a problem in my life. And my life had become unmanageable because of alcoholism and addiction. I had no clue, no clue that I had lived with an alcoholic as a child. I grew up in an alcoholic home, an addict home. I had no clue. I had no clue I had married an alcoholic and an addict. I had no words for it. I didn't understand it. I thought what was happening was normal. I thought addicts were dope fiends and pill poppers and people on the side of the road who were homeless or who had their kids taken away and couldn't hold down a job. Y'all, I had worked in social services and I did not understand, did not understand that I was living with an alcoholic and an addict, did not understand that I had grown up with it did not understand that it was a disease that had affected me. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand it until it was in my face and I was watching the man I love relapse, run off to become one of those homeless bums on the side of the road, stealing alcohol from stores. I didn't understand it until it was slapping me in the face that alcoholism was a problem in my life. I didn't understand that I needed to change. My first foray, my my first Al-Anon meeting was many, many moons ago long before my journey started. Long before the journey started, I went to an Al-Anon meeting with my mother of all people, thinking that's what I needed to get better. 
her telling me that's what I needed to get better because she had friends in the program. She obviously knew alcoholism and addiction was a problem in her life, but I don't think she realized it was her, that she was the alcoholic and the addict in her life too. She never went back, neither did I. Fast forward probably 15 years and I walked into my first meeting I walked into my first meeting knowing alcoholism had become a problem in my life because I lost the man I loved to it. Not knowing it had affected me my whole life. Only later, only through work, hearing other people's stories, did I understand that it had affected my whole life. I didn't understand that, didn't, didn't get that it had affected my whole life, that it had affected my children, it had affected everything about my life, my relationships of all kinds. I had no clue. I had no clue it was like that. No clue that the disease was so prevalent, even in people who could hold down a job and had their kids had custody of their kids, hadn't lost custody of their kids. I didn't understand. They weren't in trap houses and crack houses. They weren't on the corner of the streets. They were living, working, normal jobs and addicted and alcoholics. I didn't understand it. I did not get that concept. did not get the concept that alcoholism and addiction affects everybody around it. That it's a virus, a highly contagious virus. I mean, that's the best way to explain it. It's not really a virus, it's a mental illness. But I didn't realize it affected everybody around it. The first time I was told to go to a meeting was by my fiance. He had worked the steps and they had changed his life and he was in recovery and it had made his life better. And he looked at me and wouldn't you be happier if you weren't such a control freak? You should try Al-Anon. I laughed. I'm not a control freak. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. There was something very wrong with me. There was something very, very, very wrong with me. I just had no clue. I had no clue I lived in fear. I had no clue I lived with anxiety because I was afraid of what alcoholism and addiction would do to my life. I had no clue that I had unhealthy, toxic relationships with my mom because I was trying to please her so she wouldn't be the negative, nasty person that she really is. 
I didn't understand that I had unhealthy relationships with my siblings. I did not realize I had unhealthy relationships with my parents. I did not realize I had unhealthy relationships at all. I did not realize I was people pleasing and I was trying to make everything better. Everybody happy, trying to make everybody happy by doing exactly what everybody wanted and letting everybody else control me. See, I didn't think I was in control. I thought everybody else was in control. But I didn't realize I was trying to control other people around me. I didn't realize I was trying to control my life and I wanted to go the way I wanted so that everybody was happy. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize all of that. I didn't realize these things were unhealthy about me. I had been in therapy off and on for years. I did not understand that I was unhealthy. I just thought it was a chemical imbalance. I thought it was normal. I thought my life was normal. And yet, there was part of me when I was married that wanted normalcy and wanted a normal, healthy relationship. I didn't know I had to make it myself. I had to make it with myself first. Even when I first met my fiance, I didn't realize I had to be healthy with myself. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't understand that. I thought if I just gave and gave and gave him everything of myself, that I would be happy. That if I let him make the decisions, he would be happy and then I would be happy. Because if he was happy, I was happy. If my mom was happy, then I was happy. If my ex-husband was happy, then I was happy. If my siblings were happy, then I was happy. I didn't realize life didn't actually work like that. I didn't realize life doesn't work like that. It can't work like that. It's unhealthy. It doesn't work that way. I didn't learn all those things until I walked into the program of Al-Anon, until I got serious about going to therapy. I got serious about taking care of myself. I didn't get those things until I took that first step and admitted life was unmanageable because of alcoholism and addiction. Slowly I learned, slowly I learned I people please because I want the pain to not exist. I people please because I don't want the pain to exist and I don't want to be abandoned. I feared being ignored and abandoned for so long that I did everything to make everybody else happy except for myself. I was miserable. I was unhappy. My relationships didn't work the way they were supposed to because I was unhappy. But I swore if I made them happy, I would be happy. And I thought I was. I thought I was happy. 
the truth was I was fucking miserable. I was fucking crazy, cranky. I was miserable. I was miserable. I was a miserable person. I wasn't myself. I didn't know what I wanted in life. I didn't know what pleased me. I had no clue. No clue. I walked into the rooms of Alan on thinking that my fiance was my only problem in my life. His drinking was the only problem in my life. I learned that I was the problem in my life. I learned I was my biggest problem. I learned over time to set boundaries. What I accepted as acceptable behavior and what I did not accept as, or what I couldn't accept behavior-wise. I learned that abuse was not okay. Control and manipulation was not okay. And I controlled and manipulated because I thought that's what you did. Sometimes I still think that's what you do and I get called out on my bullshit. I thought crying and pity parties were the way to live life. Because if I feel sorry for myself, you're going to feel sorry for me. And that's going to make you happy to feel sorry for me. And it's going to be okay. And you're going to feel better. Convoluted thinking. Convoluted thinking. It was horrible. Life didn't work out like that. I was miserable. I didn't find happiness. Except in the last year. And even then, it still eludes me sometimes. I don't know what to do with feeling joy and excitement and happiness. Those are still foreign, foreign emotions for me. The calm, the peace, not living in chaos, such a foreign, foreign experience. I have no clue what to do sometimes. Life with an alcoholic, growing up with an alcoholic, living with an alcoholic for years, Getting into another relationship with another alcoholic. It was hard. It was tiring on my soul and my body. I did not realize how exhausting it was or how exhausted I truly was. But I didn't realize I was causing so many problems too. By not setting boundaries. By not defining what I liked and what I didn't like. By not talking about what's acceptable behavior and what's unacceptable behavior. But if I hadn't made that first change, that first step, that first leap into my first meeting, my first call to a therapist, 
my first time being honest about everything that had happened to me, everything that I had been through, everything that I had felt, everything that I had thought. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be able to be on this journey with you guys. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have made it. I probably would have ended it. So many of you reach out to me in the beginning of your journey. So many of you have reached out in the beginning of your journey And it's so scary when it's the beginning of the journey because you have no clue what's going to happen, what's going to be next. Everything changes and happens the way it's supposed to. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. Not the way you want it to, the way it's supposed to. Taking the first step, knowing that there is a problem in your life is huge. Admitting there's a problem with alcoholism or addiction in your life is a huge step, but it's the first step of many to an amazing place eventually. I did not think that I would get to this place a year ago. I did not think that I would have made it. Keep coming back. Reach out to me, living with an alcoholic podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm a little hard to find on TikTok, so don't stress that. But reach out if you can, if you need, if you want, if you so desire, if you're just starting this journey, or if you're like me, years into it. Reach out. Life is beautiful, you guys. Take that first step. Walk into that first meeting. Call that therapist for the first time. Pick up some of the other recovery podcasts. Do what you need to do to take that first step. Keep coming back. Reach out. Thanks, guys.